0: Alright, welcome to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, episode 38. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? This is Derek. Hey, what's up guys? This is JK3. Alright, exciting news. Down by the Bank is now sponsored by Brewer's Pizza, Orange Park and Clay County's only brew pub with Pinklehead Brewing Company on site. They are located at 14B Blanding Boulevard in Orange Park, Florida. You can call them at 904-276-5159, and you can also visit their website at BrewersPizza.com. What do you guys think?
1: Hey, man. Um, if you like pizza and you like beer, just like any other uh, any other man that I know, uh, you guys need to uh, definitely check it out. They've got some pretty good local breweries here just going through the list, some of your intuitions, uh, your bold city. Uh, yeah, man. Definitely check them out, and thanks a lot, Brewers.
2: Yeah, I'm definitely going. I uh, looked up the menu. It looks great. Tastes great. Like JK3 just said, pizza and beer. That's just it's a good combination any day. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'll take it. Yep,
0: yep. And they get uh, excellent reviews on Yelp. So for my fellow Yelp people out there who make dinner decisions based on that, they get uh, pretty good reviews. So there you go. Uh, so we are recording after the Jaguars' big splash in free agency, and everybody is, again, kind of cautious, cautiously optimistic uh, as we've spent a lot of money and signed a lot of guys. But what kind of uh, – and JK3, I'll start with you. What kind of sets this year apart from the ones in years past?
1: Uh, we spent more money. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just one of those things where uh, we we continue to target – you know some of the top uh, free agents in the league, and we have been successful in, in grabbing some of the pieces to what we think what have been, you know, to complete the puzzle. You know, to begin our reign at the AFC South, but it just hasn't panned out. You know, I, I hope this year is different. Um, you know, I'm definitely excited about uh, AJ Boyer. Um, I'm very, very, very excited about our secondary just getting stronger, and I, I think I, and I hope. I, I mean, with everything. In me, I hope, but once again, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on drinking the Kool-Aid for right now.
0: Yeah, I think that was a theme that you had, Derek, too. Every time I tried to shoot you guys a text message, uh being excited, you guys were throwing
2: up stuff about not drinking the Kool-Aid, so what's going on?
1: Man, H E
2: double hockey sticks, no. Okay? No. We can't get excited. We got some free agents, we got some polls plugged. But guess what? this is my motto in the off season. We need to get 33 guys that want to play football. Not 11. Not 22. 33. Special teams, offense, defense. I I, I don't know how else to describe it. Hey, that's great. You finally open up the, the checkbook a little bit. But I mean, I, I just you just can't. You can't. Mm-hmm. I will say this: the only thing we do know is that none of us know what the heck they're going to do come draft day. That's one thing that can. we can guess. We can, you know, maybe take an educated guess, take a stab at it, have a prediction. I have one, but nobody knows nothing, you know, so, and and I kind of like that because that's how it should be. They obviously know more than the rest of us do. You know, we're just fans, so I can't wait.
0: Yeah, and just to kind of recap the biggest signings, of course, A.J. Boye, cornerback from the Houston Texans, Calais Campbell, defensive end from the Arizona Cardinals, and Barry Church from Dallas, uh, strong safety. So he's essentially uh, Jonathan Cyprian's replacement, correct?
2: Man, that is correct, and hopefully that's, he can cover. It.
1: I think it's. I think it's funny though, uh, and I'm really optimistic. One thing I can tell you that I'm excited about for everyone's listening: I'm excited that Cyprian is going to the Tennessee Titans because now I know for sure we can take the top off the defense because <laughs> he won't be there. He will He'll miss tackles. <laughs> I, I just know it. I, I know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. I can't wait to see Chris Ivory, you know, break one open in the in the in the uh in in the third level and he's just there and he just gets absolutely trucked trying to whiff. Um, you know, but hey, I, that's one thing I'm very excited about.
0: Yeah. Well and then some of the uh the departures actually, which kind of have uh, sorta of, uh, been beneficial today, Sunday, um, basically Tyson Alu Alu I guess is not gonna get – come back because Calais Campbell actually took his number. Roy Miller got cut. So Derek Marks got cut after there was no trade market available for him, apparently. And of course, Jared Odrick, we talked about in the last podcast. So any of those guys going to end up coming back around uh, after they test the market? Or do you think this is just a departure maybe to a different scheme? Or, or what's the thought process? Well, if you look at
2: uh, Marks, uh, Jared Ogier, uh those are two guys that were definitely critical of coaching decisions, obviously different coaching staff for somewhat. You know, now Doug Marone was part of that staff. So, you know, they they uh they, they they'll be gone and I don't think they're coming back. Roy Miller, eh, you know, maybe getting younger at the defensive tackle spot I think JK three you you alluded to that uh text messages with us earlier uh in the week. So it could, it could, you know, be any. It could be anything, but I think those two in specific are because of uh, Osier and Marks are because of uh, decisions that they made uh, off the field and things that they said about the coaching staff. Which it's a different staff, but it's the same
1: staff. So right? They had to go. One thing you got to look at too is just how injury riddled Cinderec um, Marks and Roy Miller have been. Um, you know, one thing you can say is that they've been awesome teammates you can see just the people some of the fans have been upset on twitter other things with the departure of Roy miller and Derek marks and you know one thing you just got to go back into and look at is that the trend is that they're getting younger on the defensive line i mean i understand we just uh you know signed calais campbell he's 30 years old i'm 30 years old right now i don't think that's old at all but in football years that's a that's an eternity you know you're on your second contract you know some of the wear and tear are starting to Come 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 on your body and everything else like that, um Roy Miller and Cinderek, they've already been through that wear and tear right now. They have just you know chronic injuries right now that are just not really keeping them productive on the field. Um, so the trend was Sheldon Day uh, with Avery Jones um, you know th- it looks like they're just getting younger and you know I f- you know I feel bad for those guys, you know, but I think they'll be a, a good veteran spot somewhere else and but um you know definitely getting younger at the defensive line position as a whole.
0: All right, and we did lose out on a couple of the offensive linemen uh, candidates, I guess, that maybe we were targeting. I don't know if that was ever official. Uh, TJ Lang signed with the Lions, and we did sign one guy, though. I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, Earl, uh, is it Watford, the right tackle from Arizona? I think a couple people have said he can play every position on the line, So, uh, but obviously that, that doesn't address the, the the need that we have just overall in that position, Correct.
2: Yeah, that's just like having a utility player in baseball in the infield, having that type of offensive lineman. Someone that's versatile, and you need that. You need that type of depth. So, if you look at, they've built depth. Now they got to go find five guys that can play. Uh, whether if they move Linder back to guard or they keep him at center, you know who, who knows. But they got to find five guys that want to play and block and block together as a unit. Because it's not gonna, it's not gonna work with just a couple of backups and um, and just trying to rotate guys in and out.
1: Yeah, and, and especially with them signing, um, you know, Brandon Albert. I mean, we we kind of knew everyone knew that he was gonna that, that we agreed to terms with him, and he was gonna be one of the one of the pickups in free agency. I think that's kind of gotten overshadowed a little bit yeah. because you know uh, of the the timing and everything else like that. But I think he's gonna be you you know something that's gonna bring in that depth on the offensive line as well. And one of those, you know, one of the foundations of the line, I think, uh, you know, he's a two-time pro bowler. And, you know, the guy that ran behind him in Miami was essentially a nobody before he, before he, before uh he, he got off Jay Ajay. I mean, he was literally leading blocks. Um, Ajayi was running behind that offensive line in Miami. And it's pretty good that we got a, you know, a significant piece from that line. So hopefully Ivory and, um, you know, hopefully Latavius Murray, um, anybody else they decide to bring in also can run behind
0: that line. Yeah, that was actually going to be my next uh, kind of conversation was Latavius Murray, I guess, is visiting tomorrow. And then also uh, Don Terry Poe, um, who would be interesting, I guess, maybe as a Roy Miller replacement. Um, but both of those guys are going to be in talk soon. And I guess we're pretty serious candidates for those guys as well. Are those uh, pretty solid pickups?
2: Latavius Murray, definitely um that would be create some competition in the backfield now are we going to draft Fournette or cook if they get murray we still don't know you don't know if they're going to keep you know yeldon or uh, or what what they're going to do but it seems like they're addressing every need maybe they're going to do it in free agency and in the draft uh it's it's kind of all over the place but you got to like the, the the perseverance i guess the the, the Coughlin and, and uh, staff have, as far as trying to get those players that we need, right? And and that and that's good. That's great. That's that's good stuff. Create more competition because now you're not going to have any any one. You know, the only position we have left that we need to create competition. That sounds like it's quarterback. We need offensive line, obviously.
1: So the the thing about uh, creating depth and creating you know competition for every position. Is that you know it, it's a long season for NFL players. Injuries do happen, so when you create that competition, and obviously the cream rises to the top, then you create that next man up, you know that next man up type thing. That you know your New England's, um, you know your Green Bay's. Well, you can just plug in a player that no one knew of, and he can, and your team never misses a beat. This is this is this is the start of that. When we just bring in all this depth, and we bring in these players that can play and bring in these reserves because you don't want to have your reserves or or your starter going out and you have somebody that's not serviceable at all. So this is the beginning in how you, you know, you build that next man up and it's just not going to do anything for us as the fans as as it's just going to create training camp more exciting. I mean, training camp is literally going to be a dog fight every day because when you have people that are on the line that are hungry, you got these veterans that are coming back, um, you know, that, that, have this young guy that came in and just got this huge contract. You know, he may be walking in thinking that he's the, you know, he's the man now. It's just going to do any, nothing but create a dog fight every day in training camp. And as all you fans know, July, it's hot. You don't want anybody to sit next to you. Imagine having full pads on in July and a guy land on top of you. You're going to get angry. It's going to be an awesome, it's going to be awesome during training camp.
2: Oh yeah. You gonna separate the pretenders from the contenders.
1: definitely
0: going to separate them. I like how Coughlin, too, and I always attend as much of the training camp stuff as I can. I just think it's fun, Um, but I like how Coughlin says he's going to be there. The only thing I hope that he doesn't re-implement from the time that he was here before. I don't know if you guys remember this, but he used to have the team practice on like the furthest field out, the furthest practice field, so you couldn't see anything except the kickers. Oh, so uh, that was yeah. super annoying, and I hope he doesn't replicate that now. Hopefully he leaves it to Marone for that. I do think that the uh, pump-up music that was played throughout
1: the Gus Bradley era is probably gone, though. That, was, that would be... I, I hope they don't do that to us, because I, I have to see the seven-on-seven seven drills with Jalen, Boye, Church, Gibson versus Hearns, Robinson, um, you know, it, it's just going to be just un, unreal just to see. And then hopefully, from what we've been seeing from the quarterback position, he's kind of fixed that walk like an Egyptian motion yeah. <laughs> that he's got, yeah. where he's bringing the ball all the way down. I mean, it, it looks—it's. It, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm not. I'm just going to stop right there. Just, just let me stop. I've already said a lot of things about being excited. You know what? I, I'm just not even going to think about it. Just can't wait for training
0: camp. Now, Derek, you saw that tweet, right? I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. That was a pretty sweet pass right Man, there. Man,
2: the pass. <laughs> the, the, the receiver had to like expose all of his oh, ribs, God. and he had to go up and get the ball still. It was a, like a simple 12-yard dig route, and he still threw the ball high and outside. Like Now, the receiver caught it. Good for him, but that's what I'm saying. You can't be leaving your guy out to dry in the middle of the field. All right, who, who was it we just had on, just talked about that? You know, Coleman, uh, good night. You're going to get people hurt out here. Do you remember a few years ago when um, uh, Anquan Bolden got hit in the end zone and Kurt Warner threw that pass? And Anquan, I forget who lit him up, but somebody lit him up and he got knocked
1: out. Mm-hmm.
2: And Kurt Warner was crying. The man was crying because he knew that that was his fault. He led him too high. Bowled and went for it because he trusted his quarterback, and he got crunched. Kurt Warner did that one time. He was crying. Blake Bortles should be doing that. He should be crying all the time oh, because shit. that's how his balls are. They're always high. They're <laughs> always high outside. It's like, what, what in the world, man? You yeah. want to kill well, your receivers? We're
0: never going to have Blake Bortles on the podcast, so uh, <laughs> thanks, Derek. Appreciate that. Um, that it's did- true.
2: It's true. Well, first it's of all, so okay,
0: if that if that video clip was bad, that's Tom House and all those guys' quarterback camp, like, official Twitter feed. Why would they post a bad pass? Because that was probably the best one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also, why did they put the donuts and pizza emojis with that? I didn't really understand that. Did you see that? Like, that was the emojis they put with yeah. that clip.
1: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he was saying that when he was going to get back into Jacksonville, the first place he was going to go was to Brewers Pizza. Ooh, I like it.
0: <laughs> Speaking of that, Brewers Pizza is located at 14B Blanding Boulevard, Orange Park, Florida. Check it out. All right, good. Um, so we won't uh, go too much uh, further into the free agent pickups for now, just because everybody's beaten that the death. Um, one thing that we did want to do just kind of for fun, um, and I actually posted a Reddit thread a little bit earlier today, and if you guys aren't on the Jaguars subreddit on Reddit, um, no, Reddit is not just for nerds. There's plenty of different topics on there and, and interesting discussions, and the Jaguars is one of them. And so we had put a post up about the top three and bottom three worst Jaguars free agent signings of all time. So we got, I think we're up to like 30 comments, which is pretty cool. Um But where do you guys want to start? Do you want to start with worst or best?
1: Uh, Let's start with the worst, you know, just to to get it out, uh, just to get some stuff off of our chest. Um, If you have that subreddit up, you know, maybe uh, read a couple, you know, fans, give them them a shout out, maybe if they have some some clean uh, thoughts. But I'll go first. Um, Worst, I'm going to say Jerry Porter. Oh yeah! I don't know if you guys remember him. <laughs> he
0: he got that money, but
1: <laughs> he got the money, and then they like averaged out to like like a million per ball or something that he caught, like yeah. something <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> that he that he got. So Jerry Porter, um, these uh, these are from my friend uh, from uh, Zach McGee. So uh, shout out to Zach. Um, but Jerry Porter, uh, Aaron Ross. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. People were putting yeah. him on. Uh, t- I forgot about him actually.
1: Yeah, the only the, the only good thing about Aaron Ross is that his wife Sonya Richards Ross came to town and she was kind of really cool actually cuz she was an Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. Um so she was really cool, but as far as his skills, he definitely had that super bowl hangover. Um and then we're going to go with an old school old 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 school guy, um Bryce Pop. Hmm. Yeah. You guys remember? Him?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That was another yeah, big he, that he was another really big kind of... money uh, contract guy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, huge money, huge money contract guy. What do you guys got for your work?
0: Well, Derek, Uh, first of all, do you remember uh, in JK3 as well, Aaron Ross, the quote he made about uh, vacation, like this was just like a little vacation trip for him?
2: Yeah. 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 He's still vacationing because he's coming back from that ACL injury, so. Yeah. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Keep on man.
0: That's a stupid, I mean, what a dumb diss anyway. Nobody goes to vacation in Jacksonville, Florida anyway,
2: so. I bet you, I bet you.
1: During the football season, we we can all vouch for how many other fans come down here for, to watch their team. Yeah, the Green Bay's man that 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 game still aggravates me, man. Do you if you guys went to that game? There were so many Packers fans here; it was <laughs> ridiculous. Sorry. Okay. Anyways, go. Yeah. Go ahead, Derek. Uh, um, you know I'm a I'm a keep. There's a couple on
2: you know two on the list that that, that I had out of the top three. But the first one I'm gonna go with is Hugh Douglas.
0: Yep, I agree, 100. Okay.
2: So, and and, <laughs> and and here's why Hugh Douglas. One, how you gonna come to town after getting either before or after getting knocked out by To? Okay, that's that's the first thing. Um, two, you, you definitely badmouth the the media, which you know, hey, I'm gonna stick up for the hometown guys. You know, who are you? You know, you 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 played on one Super Bowl team. I think with the Eagles when they when they went to the Super Bowl and y'all couldn't get the job done, so oh well. Uh so that's the worst one. Then I'll say Bryce Pop probably. Um and then I'll have to go with like uh, you know, I was thinking either Jerry Porter or didn't we have like J. Stokes for a while yeah. like the training camp or something like I, that? Yeah. I uh yeah, so.
0: I had I had a uh, J.J. Stokes jersey actually.
2: <laughs> I don't
0: know why. <laughs>
2: I don't know how he got like he. I don't remember he played at UCLA. He was okay. He's you know, pretty, pretty decent. And then, and then, um, he he played for the Niners for a few years, and and then he kind of was a journeyman around the league. And I he came into camp, and it was, eh, you know, it was it was what it was, but. And he kind of left. I saw. I saw online someone actually put like Tory Holt too. I was kind of like, whoa, whoa, now you yeah. can't put Tory Holt in the same class. Yeah, but as these he came. Guys.
0: Well, he came in like in more of like a mentor role. I remember. I don't think he was really yeah. supposed to like be the Tory Holt type guy. You know.
2: Yeah. So I, I didn't. It it was kind of mentioned along the same line. The, the comment that I read. So it. Uh, oh well, but yeah, those are going to be my three. You know, Hugh Douglas, Bryce Pop, and then we'll go with like you know JJ J. Stokes. All right. So I'll say
0: definitely Hugh Douglas, number one, just because he talks so much trash on TV about Jacksonville after the fact. Um, and actually remembering Aaron Ross now, I almost want to put him up there just because I don't like the guys who come here and then end up uh, trash talking us after the fact. Uh, number two, uh, Lauren Robinson. Just because uh, the fact that it's like a plain and clear case of a guy who had a breakout season with the 11 touchdowns, did nothing his entire career, and then we threw crazy money at him, and he was just a huge disappointment. I think he was injured most of the time. Um, Do you guys remember him from Dallas?
1: His name is Laurent Robinson.
0: Oh, Laurent Robinson. (laughs) Sorry, whatever. That's how non-memorable he is. Is that how you pronounce it, Laurent?
1: Yeah, he has one of those...
0: One of those French names. Okay, whatever. And then finally uh Jerry Porter. So I didn't like Porter's uh situation either. So what about uh some of the ones on uh Reddit here that I'm reading? Uh Toby Gerhardt, uh
2: <laughs>
0: uh Aaron Campman. I don't know if you remember him.
2: Oh yeah, that's okay. a good one. That's yeah, a good yeah, one. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one.
0: He was just hurt a lot, though. I don't know. I don't know if that's really... I feel like if he stayed healthy, he would have been okay, because he was actually good the year before at the Packers.
2: I want to say, yeah, okay, so yeah, he was with the Packers, and, and here's the deal. He played outside linebacker rushing in a 3-4 scheme, and then we tried to put him at defensive end on a 4-3 scheme, and he just... I don't even think he played five games in the season. Right. Yeah, I don't think You know, because he, played... he was one of... The, top three in sacks the year before and he just did just disappeared so right uh
0: one uh that recent one julius thomas <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's a good one mm-hmm. uh, a couple of the repeats like uh, uh you guys had talked about jerry porter bryce pop honorable mentions this guy says uh uh birth death his honorable mention is any of caldwell's 2014-2015 signings um and let's see. I'm laughing at the Reddit name Birth Death. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one guy said Jared Odrick, but I don't know about that one.
2: Uh, he, um, he, he actually won a ball game for us with that batted down pass, so you got to get it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you. yeah. Uh, and, and, and for the, the Pee
1: Wee Herman dance. You, yeah.
0: You can't, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. And then Dan Parker 001, uh, real creativity with that username. Uh, he picked uh, Luke McCown. And uh, Andre Rison.
1: Uh, uh, okay, we can put McClown down there. Uh, but Andre, Andre Rison was—he was—he right, was decent. He, he was before he got his house burned down. Uh, <laughs> by uh, he, he got his house burned down by Left Eye, uh, R.I.P. Left Eye from TLC. But he, he, if you guys got some spare time, uh, Google that story. It was pretty funny.
2: Oh, she threw all his Jordans in the bathtub and then set them on fire. Jeez. Every single last one of them.
0: And then burned the whole house well,
2: down too? It, well, it, it burnt, it, the whole house caught fire and it burnt down. Yeah, that was, that's, that was a big deal. They were like, I remember when he got signed and everybody saying he's coming to Jacksonville, people were joking like, well, you better uh get you up your fire insurance. Go get some uh, Tyco. <laughs>
0: <laughs> was that the, uh, the band that played uh, Keep Chasing Waterfalls or whatever?
2: Yeah,
1: that's right. I don't know if they're a band a
2: pop group. <laughs> yeah, pop group,
0: yeah. Are they playing at Daly's place? Or wait, some uh, of they, them some of them are dead oh, though, Oh
1: right? man. Oh, uh, only one. Oh, okay. Alright.
0: Good, good. Um all right, and then the one username who said Jerry Porter, Julius Thomas, and Aaron Campman. His is uh simmer down bruh with three H's, so that's good. Um okay, so we'll do uh best signings ever at this point. Um JK three if you want to start.
1: All right, so I'm going to take you guys through three players who I, I think that are that that were just probably will go down um, or, or have the potential to be, you know, just people who you think of when you think of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, number one, I'm going to go with Paul Puzlesny, and mm-hmm. guys, hear me out. Hear me out. I know that everyone, you know, Paul Puz right now doesn't really have a, you know, a favorable name here in the city but looking from where he came from from buffalo he was an instant impact player and has literally gave everything he possibly had in this franchise and you know i think pause would get more respect around the league the more games that he's won you got to think about the teams that he's played for the buffalo bills and the jacksonville jaguars and this guy has literally been you know a, a force with run stopping instant tackler um he you know he's a little slow in, in coverage right now, but you know, as far as his tackle, tackling and everything else like that, and just all around person, I mean this guy was putting up shutters in his neighborhood during the hurricane. I mean come on you't yeah. you can't get a you can't get another class that guy like that um to go backwards a little bit, so I got in the middle to go backwards a little bit. Jimmy Smith, I mean the name speaks for himself i mean he, he came in as kind of like a practice. Guy, they didn't really know how it was going to be. He was overshadowed in Dallas mm-hmm. with, you know, the whole, uh, with the triplets with Michael Irving, um, Troy Aikman and Smith. He was very o- overshadowed with with all of them. Came to Jacksonville and, you know, half of the dynamic duo, Thunder and Lightning, I, I, and, and you know, just, just all around great guy in the Ring of Honor right now. Mm-hmm. And future speaking right now, Malik Jackson. Hmm. Honestly, probably one of the best, one of the best signings we possibly could have had. Uh, a guy that wants to come in and be an instant leader. And since day one, since he showed up here, has been an instant leader, has been outspoken, but in the correct way to be outspoken. Um, and, and has just been nothing but, uh, great things as far as the tackling, um, doing his job and, you know, making sure everybody's pumped up. Uh, great teammate, great community person, uh, and nothing but the future for that guy. So I'm going to go with, uh, Paz, Jimmy, and Malik.
0: All right. Are those ranked in order?
1: Uh, No. So in order, from one to three, I would say uh, Jimmy, Paz, then Malik. O- only because Malik's only been here for a year. But um, but yeah, but Jimmy Smith by far, uh, I mean, Thunder and Lightning. I don't know anyone that if you are a huge Jags fan, if you say you are, if you don't have a Jimmy Smith jersey or you never had a Jimmy Smith jersey, then you're not a Jags fan. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, um and I'll run through mine really quick, Derek. I know you'll have some good ones. So I'll i definitely would start number 1 with uh Jimmy Smith, uh number 2 Keenan McCardell, and then I saw one on Reddit that I thought was pretty good that I'm definitely going to steal just cuz I was a big fan of his, uh especially from Florida, uh Mike Peterson. Um I thought that was a pretty oh, uh, good one. yeah, pretty good one. Uh that uh, birth death. <laughs> I don't know if I think we mentioned him already. <laughs> that was uh that was his, so I stole that one. <clears throat>
2: Mm. Well, so I got to go away from Jimmy just for the fact that growing up a Cowboys fan, I think we picked him up in more like a supplemental because he was sick with a debilitating disease during those Super Bowl runs for the Cowboys. So I'm not sure if he was a free agent right? So I'm not going to sit here. We're not gonna, I'm not going to argue and say that. I just, I'm going to go away from Jimmy.
0: Oh, uh, you're fancy. Sounds, like, away, from, sounds like,
2: sound like you're arguing. <laughs> no, I'm no, not. No, no. Sounds like you're. Sounds like you're trying. No, sounds like you're trying to sound smart. You're trying to sound smart there. No, I I knew that just from being a, a a childhood Dallas fan. I I remember. That's like
1: one of those. That's one of those. Um, my bad. I, that's one of those. With all due respect, things. <laughs> and then you say something <laughs> disrespectful.
0: Yeah, Derek's you know, like, listen the, here, yeah. idiots. Jimmy Smith wasn't a free agent. <laughs> no,
1: no,
2: and I'm not. I don't remember exactly. All I remember is, as a kid, I used to get. The the pro football magazine, my dad used to get it for me and I used to, used to read the Cowboys roster and used to read their depth chart. And there would always be Jimmy Smith, like in the injured, you know, injured reserve area. And I would sit here and say to myself, who, who is this guy? He keeps being injured. And then like two years later, he's on the Jags, like catching touchdowns from Mark Brunell I'm like, where the heck did you come from? So, you know, that, that's just anyway. <laughs> So my three are going to be uh, – I'm going to go away a little bit. I'm going to say Keenan McCardell um, definitely was an integral part in the run we had in the mid-'90s. Uh, Leon Searcy. Hmm. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, definitely an anchor on the line. And then the last one I'm going to go to, you know, pause and, and, and all that. that. That's a great one, too. You could definitely have him. But this guy spent very little time with us. He was a pro bowler. Uh, his year with us, Carnell Lake. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Somebody had that on here he, too. That's a good one.
2: Yeah. I think, I think he, he was a pro bowler. I think that 99 team, we definitely, you know, we just could beat the stinking
1: Titans. So, uh, well, like, they had our playbooks. That's why they couldn't beat them. That's why we couldn't beat them. Yeah. What? No, that's actually real. The, um, I think it was Bruce, Bruce Matthews came out and said that the, uh, the Titans had our playbook.
0: Really? I've never and heard that the, before.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What the yeah. heck?
1: It's on. Uh, I believe it was. I, I it came out during whenever they had that football life with uh-huh. the Jack, with uh, Keenan and Jimmy. Um, yeah, he came out and said that they had their uh, they had our playbooks.
0: Wow, I'll have to look into that. We'll have to do like a, a info wars type episode with some conspiracy theories, including that. That's pretty good. I've never heard that before.
1: It's not a conspiracy theories when it's real. <laughs> C- Cue the X Files music. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, he, they're like the,
0: the Titans player got on there and said it was real, like, 100%? Yes!
1: Yes! What?
0: Yes. I mean, shouldn't they go back and, like, change some stuff in the stat books or something? Or, like, disown their AFC championship? Dude,
2: dude. Every team cheats. Just the Patriots are the only one that got caught. Okay? That's how I look at it. Every team has some type of, you know, they try to get some type of advantage... Uh, to where they get plays, they talk to former players, former coaches. They they make sure that the audio equipment does it work when you go to their stadium. They, you know, they sign, they line up guys on the sidelines so the punters on the or the gunners on the punt team get tripped up and fall they they all do it
0: yeah but the patriots just... got like uh, draft picks taken away and stuff was that the uh oh maybe that's what it was the titans were finally punished this year with jonathan cyprian is that what it is
1: <laughs> yeah there, there you go okay yeah good so
2: but uh, every every <laughs> team looks for an advantage that's like saying every college team they don't provide you know benefits to their to their student athletes yeah yes they do it's just a matter of it's just the it's a competitive nature. It's a competitive sport. Yeah. They all want to win. Right. The only team that hasn't wanted to win in the last three years or four years has been the Jags. We just wanted to get better. Oh. So, yeah, and, uh, I, and I
1: take that back. Not Bruce. Not Bruce Matthews. He was the uh, I think he was like the guard or the, the tackle for the Titans. It was Greg Williams, the uh, the Titans' uh, defensive coordinator.
0: Oh, you can't believe that shady. Uh, that guy's shady. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first, kids. Derek uh, says, remember, uh, cheating is okay. It's just a competitive advantage.
2: No, that's not what I said. I said every team does something. They all do something. um, This year... It's only cheating if you get caught. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) great.
2: Didn't the Giants have an important game late in the season against somebody in the AFC this past season? And didn't like Peyton Manning come in and basically tell them everything that they needed to do? I'm pretty sure that was a story I read. Yeah, I mean it could be anything. Who knows? You know, what what it could be, but yeah. They they do
0: it. Well, and then we'll run through a couple of the Reddit uh top three. So uh Mr. Sub Guy has Puzzlesny up there, uh mentions kinda of what JK three said about how he has to be in contention for best, considering how long he's been here and even in a, a losing uh, culture giving it his all. Um let's see, what else do we got? Mike Peterson, Clyde Simmons, and Keenan McCardell, so we got Clyde Simmons there, and uh, Malik Jackson got another shout out, it seems, uh, I don't know, it just seems quick, I mean, that's good, I guess, that you guys think highly of him, it just seems like one season in, that's interesting, he's already in the top three, Um, J- Jimmy Smith, Keenan McCardell, Paz and that's about it seems like it's pretty pretty clear Jimmy and Keenan are in, in most people's top and actually Puzz as well so that seems to be kind of the the trend with most uh, most fans yep so eat some pizza at brewer's pizza i'm just kidding what do you guys what do you guys want should we just cut it short here soon cuz i don't think we have any other topics to talk about
2: yeah i mean we can you know <laughs> com- coming up coming up next uh draft uh you know draft talk i i, I don't know uh,
1: i i just realized i was talking and my phone was on mute so oh, great yeah. it's
0: like dead silence after that and i'm like eat some pizza at brewers
1: what a, what a, what a rookie mistake um but I, this is why podcasting is not our first job maybe i, I don't know yeah but yeah. um no i, I think um, it it's, it's looking good <laughs> I uh, definitely got some stuff coming up for the draft. Definitely makes it a little bit more uh, interesting in what they're going to do with the draft pick. And we don't have to wait that long to see. I mean, it's number four overall. So hopefully I'll have my, my plate of hot wings and, and my my uh, my beer by that time. And, you know, I'll be able to to rest easy that night. Are you guys the types that do uh, straight up like
0: seven round mock drafts with like even undrafted free agent mocks and all that kind of stuff?
1: no. No. Absolutely not. No, <laughs> yeah. I, I watched the first I watched the first three the first three rounds mm-hmm. and after that I, I have no idea who I mean unless the only person I'm really interested in seeing if they get drafted and it's probably because it's a little bit of a controversial thing, is that Joe Mixon guy from Oklahoma. Yeah. That's the only mm-hmm. person I'm I'm gonna really pay attention to see, you know, if he if he goes past third round, it's probably the only name I'll recognize. Maybe him and like a couple other tight ends or, you know, things like that. But you know, one through three. After that, you know, I'll I'll look at the uh, the recap on uh, on that Monday.
2: Yeah, and and also just on a side note, with the draft, I'm I'm excited not just for the Jags, but just you know for the for the league in general. But man, Cleveland got a lot of picks, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they got oh, a ton yeah. of picks in the first like four rounds. What is it like six or seven? Like, didn't they have that last year too? That's that. Man, uh, so, that's yeah. that.
0: Paul D. Podesta, Moneyball style draft. Uh, draft pick accumulation, right there.
2: And that's what we got. It you know, you, you got. We're at four. We got the Titans right behind us at five. They're talking about trading out. You know, to, to accumulate more picks. They realize that they need more more players, not just a player to get to get better. And that's what the Jags are up against. You know, hopefully they realize that, and we we got to make sure that our our picks are smart. I mean, if you look at our last few picks, uh, you know, last year's first round was good. um, uh, It was a couple years ago with Bortles. He's pretty much got one more chance, so, you know, we'll see. And hopefully we we can, uh, you know, get a solid pick, and we'll we'll find out in three or four years if it was a pick or not. A good pick. Okay.
0: Well, so we'll uh, definitely have more uh, draft coverage as we get closer and uh, do a couple episodes on that, including maybe a couple round mock or something, and another episode for top draft picks. I know that's something uh, – we had fun with the free agents. We'll definitely do something on the draft picks as well. So – uh Appreciate you guys listening. Just remember, we're available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play. And if you're on iTunes, please, please leave us a rating and review. It just helps people find the uh, podcast. So again, we're brought to you uh, today by Brewer's Pizza. And uh, thanks again for listening.